0: Let me tell you, when I went back and re-read it, I was like, I don't know if I remembered all of this stuff. Maybe <laughs> 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 But it can then, really hurt. But I was like, again, it was like always so delayed. So it was just so far in between. I was forgetting everything. But reading it all at once, I was like, oh, she's got this Brazilian river god daddy. So she's actually like half goddess. She's got some superpowers of her own she hasn't tapped into yet. Um, her mom left the mascara and ran into these girls. I was like, okay, I see the vision. I'm here. Yeah. That's my girl. Yeah. I'm a to rock with it. I'm going to stand beside
1: her.
0: All right. But I will read this issue up. <laughs> I will read <laughs> <laughs> another relaunch i am keen and oh wait no no, i gotta be somebody else um oh 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 ooh. oh oh in honor of her wonderful debut this week in catwoman number 41 which we'll be talking about a little bit later i will be onyx adams
1: Ooh, love her do you know how many times i watched that clip of her fighting in that episode of young justice it was she was hot that whole scene it's, was hot. Oh, like gosh. when the lights went out a well, yes <laughs> cinematography
0: i mean wow she was beating that girl ass. <laughs> I loved it. every I moment. Loved they really did her right. They've it. been doing her writing a lot of cartoons though, so it's like I really appreciate that.
1: Um, you know what? I'll be another badass girl. Let's be Thina. Mm. You know, movie Thina. Oh, you don't like her?
0: Or comic
1: Thina? Well movie Thina? Um,
0: movie Thina okay. Angelina Jolie. That's Angie. <laughs> you don't like
1: Angelina Jolie?
0: I like Angelina Jolie. I don't like know if I like movie-thena, though.
1: That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> that movie...
0: It was a movie. I think, the, actually, the more time I <laughs> go on, the more I realize I don't like it at all. <laughs> oh, like, I, I really enjoyed Fastos, and, like, the hell, his him and his little gay family, that was cool when he was smart, but everything else, I'm just like, eh.
1: You know, I did, like, the fight stuff at the end.
0: <laughs> With that, um, anyway, I don't want to talk about that movie. I'm gonna get upset.
1: Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. You know, I am, um, work has been all right. You know, okay. it's just work, whatever. But you know, I've
0: been pretty good. I've, I have been playing Elden Ring. <clears throat> mm, so I haven't gotten it yet. I've been hearing a lot of good things. So I'm trying, I'm still trying to decide. So I don't know. I, I don't know if we talked about this already, but. I like an open world game, but not like Mm. too open. And to give you an example of that, something I really like, (laughs) see, that's what I'm saying. I like something like a Dragon Age, a Dragon Age Inquisition. Open world, but you still got your boundaries and everything. Maybe if you hit like a certain point, the game will like you won't be able to move anymore. You'll hit an invisible wall. Whereas something like The Witcher, The Witcher 3 specifically, is draining to me. That's too open. Where I'm like, I'm only like five percent into that game because I had to stop. I was like, I need to break. Much. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I can't. This is Elden Ring. is kind of like that, except I don't know. I'm just really out here living my Dungeons and Dragons fantasy. Okay. <laughs> <And, laughs> Truly, really, I got my two swords. I got my like little spirit wow. wolves. We out here making it work. <laughs> okay. I just found. I just found bow. I'm out here making it work. Um, mm. Are so you are a bone and arrow guy? I am. and in, in, like you know, that world,, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely a bone and arrow guy. Give me a bone. I, you know, I don't really like to be in no matter what universe. I'm not really trying to be up into the fight too close. Uh-huh. But if you get close to me, I got my swords to do
0: what I got to do. Give, give me all that. Give me like some little small daggers. Give me some knives. give me a little shield. Maybe I'm getting up in there. I don't like two-handed weapons though. they're awful. I'd love I do like a bow staff. I do like a bow staff. Mm, yeah I guess a staff I'm, is fine. I could deal with that. I'm a I'm a f I'm a, I'm a fan of a staff. But like I feel like even with the staff, like you get like a different type of movement than you would with like a giant long sword. Oh yeah. 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 I
1: don't really like, like a
0: big sword. No. Oh awesome. I got some much sword there. Nah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm good. The weather is finally like breaking again here in the city, so it's getting warmer a little bit more consistently. So you know everybody's outside, but it's fine. I got to go buy some shorts because this is going to be like a shorts summer, short yeah, shorts girl season. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there. there, shorts. I love. Thighs out, legs out, not the feet because that's disgusting. But like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, don't get me job. Mm, okay so we'll get into the comics for the week and <laughs> we'll start up with eternal is the heretic number one and so i'm not gonna lie to you i actually did not read this issue because once again Comicsology has stopped the bag and oh, wow. it wasn't in my pool list for the week and i just haven't gone back to search for it yet but um it comes from karen gillen and who would was on art
1: the artist was uh, ryan bodenheim and edgar salazar
0: Mm, okay, so I, I, I know i I know you read this. I wanted to read it because it was about Thanos, right? Uh, yeah,
1: it was actually more so about Uranos, who is like Thanos mm-hmm. technically his granduncle, but at the by the end of it, he says, no, you're gonna be like my grandfather. Um and <clears throat> Uranos is well, this this story actually opens with Thanos throwing a Valken of Polaria who is uh, Druig's father, like into jail. And basically just reminding you how badass that Thanos is, because one thing I will appreciate about this Eternals run is that it's really injected, like, more life back into Thanos. Um, really? I did think that for a while he got a little bit too big and too many appearances, probably because of the MCU, where he just, he didn't feel menacing anymore. Um, yeah. But I do feel like, I feel like now he is, like, <laughs> very, very cutthroat in this. Um and he learns from Jewick that his uh, grand- grandfather, who was, like, this, like, destroyer, basically, mm-hmm. he's in his cell. Do you want to go talk to him? Uh, they have a whole conversation. Um, it's this very, like, meeting of egos and a lot of shade fest between each other and dick measuring. And mm-hmm. Uranus basically comes back and tells him the story of how he was... Out there, de- taking out deviants and uh, any excess deviation. Where he came up with the idea that any deviation is excess deviation, and he feels that he needs to get rid of all of it. Um, mm-hmm. He brought this to the patriarchs of the Eternals, who were basically his brothers, and they disagreed because they felt like that's genocide. Well, he didn't really care, <laughs> so he went. He went to the place to this place and like got rid of all these deviants. Let all the um, the other deviants on. Uh, Uranus know that that was his plan everybody let's get ready some people ran away some people did kind of join him but ultimately he did lose Um, Mm. and he ended up basically in prison by the end of it um, he gives Thanos this key that will basically destroy the machine if ever he got if ever he wants to because Uranus wants to use the machine to like get rid of everything that isn't in eternal he believes that like all of that is deviation so like we need to get rid of all of it um so he gave him this key and he told him you know i'm giving you this because you are a member of my line who i don't feel like disappoints isn't a disappointment so go off and do something so it was a really great issue very like world building you learn more about like the eternals and like i said it really injected a lot more of the like the menacing kind of scary factor of thanos that i felt like was really missing
0: i really enjoyed the yeah. art too. okay well that's good to know um what would you rate it i would rate
1: this issue honestly um a four out of five i really Ooh. did enjoy like all of the the world building that was going on with the eternals and kind of what it was going towards as far as like it hinted at some stuff with judgment day um, mm-hmm. Because I know that in the event coming out this summer, Judgment Day, the Eternals are going after the X-Men, or the mutants. Yeah. And in this, he talks about how, like, they are, he wants to get rid of any kind of deviation. Like, so instantly that triggered in my head. Uh, with
0: so, like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. we're going to see something going on there. Okay. Judgment Day feels like an Eternals event to me, so that makes sense
1: yeah i think it is kind of like more of an eternals event than anything else i know that uh, Gillen in a recent interview said that they will be the villains of, of mm-hmm. judgment day and um usually when you have something like that big group like that being like the villains you kind of build stuff around them so
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely their it's definitely kind of good for them though yeah yeah. They, uh, they, they've never really, like, had a big event such around them or, like, gotten that due. So it's like, everybody gets their time. Like, huh. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Keep it up, Eternals. Alright, and moving on, next up, we have Catwoman41, and this comes from Teeny Howard and artist Nico Leon. And, um... This is a fun little book. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you keep saying <laughs> Queenie Queenie Howard is doing what she needs to do. All right. Okay. Um so this this issue it brings back Onyx Adams who is a vigilante that used to work for the League of uh, Shadows in the comics and she is like has this reputation of being the only vigilante that Batman or the only like crime fighter that Batman allows in Gotham outside of anybody that's in his regular entourage. Like, uh, there's even like a little part about that. Catwoman says it to somebody. So, Catwoman is hanging out with this dude, Valmont, who killed some people, and she's feeling all apprehensive about it. And she's like, You know, this guy's a killer. This isn't what I do anymore. This isn't what I want to be about. And he's just like, Whatever. And he's giving the people he killed their dead bodies over to the crime fighter, uh, not excuse me, not the crime fighter, the criminal Flamingo, because he's like a cannibal. So he's going to eat their dead bodies. And Catwoman's like, I don't get down with this. So she tries to leave. But And there's this like little monologue part where she's saying, I know, men, he should be following me right now. What's going on? Where is he? So when she goes back to the spot, we see Miss Onyx Adams has jumped onto the scene and she's beating Ball Mount down. And it's like, yes. Um, And so basically that just kind of starts up their team up for the issue because Honus is like, Catwoman, what are you doing hanging out with these guys? And they brings Catwoman to tell her about the story of, like, the mob boss and how he's killing the strippers and the girls, and she's trying to get back at him. So they go on some adventures together to try and fix some stuff. They beat up some guys in a boxing ring to hit back at the villain who killed the girls. Um, Black Mask appears, and he's telling everybody, like, we need to kill Catwoman right now. She's not a real threat to us. Let's just get her out of the way. And it's just, like, a fun little issue where they're doing the art is really nice. I enjoy Nico Leon's stuff. Um, it's got a bit of a cinematic feel to it, I want to say. Uh, the faces are really well done, and Selena's like, nice. She is, once again, just trying to, I guess, again, I feel like with the most previous run, she built up this life of herself as kind of being, like, the queen pin of what everything okay. and having her little group of people in the alley and her cat people and her entourage and doing all of that stuff and just being that and so this is a little bit different and it's taking her on a new route and like in this new route she's trying to i guess figure herself out again it's like okay like i'm back who am i protecting now like what's my place in Gotham? what am i doing so it's a nice little reset to her but it's like really all about the women here like, I gotta protect these girls, I gotta make sure these people are safe, like, these men are doing what they want to do, and, like, we can't have that. And, like, so, yeah. I appreciate that for this run. Um, I'd give this, like, a 3.5 out of 5. I'm not gonna lie to you, it does have some of Howard's usual quirks, where mm. <laughs> <laughs> every now and again, like, it's did I miss a page or (laughs) (laughs) a lot of off panel it was just like you know I, I don't know how we got from here to here but whatever like we're having a good time like but I'll say it's getting less and less you can really tell that she is like working on those things in her writing um and the dialogue is not I think this book also helps because it has narration boxes so you get oh, a lot yes. of Selena kind us. of like monologuing. So you get a little, a, a better sense of to like what's going on in her mind and like how that's affecting her decisions and things like that. And it was just really cool to see Onyx again as well. Uh, again, she's a character we haven't seen in a while. She's a character that I really, really do like. I think she's always had a lot of potential. She leaves at the end of this issue. She kind of tells Selena, okay, I've watched you. You know what you're doing. You seem to be in a good spot. Keep doing whatever it is you need to do. But I'm hoping that she pops back up. I know next arc Harley Quinn is supposed to appear. And so, oh, fun. If you can make that like a new little Gotham thing, that'd be fun to do. Okay. I yeah. do like them teaming up. I always like
1: their relationship because it's not like super best friendly.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But like, it's like a we girl. Ch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she, she's a girl I know. <laughs> we go to the club every now and again. It's a good time. <laughs> um and next up we have Wonder Woman number seven eighty-five. This comes from Michael Conrad, Becky Kuhn in writing, and then Rosie Campe is doing the art, and this is a continuation of the Trial of the Amazons event that's going on. This is part three. And it is Did you read it? I did not.
1: i did not i'm not gonna lie to you i'm going to wait for a trial of the amazons i think for me it might be better like as a whole wow okay it's missing a little bit it's missing some things for me (laughs) okay well before i get to this issue what is it missing (laughs) (laughs) you know it's uh beautiful yeah. Beautiful. Yes. The girls look the girls look great. They do. Um, and I do love the world building. I love a good world building, um, mm-hmm. especially when it's additive to something. Uh, so mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. Like they're adding the new tribe with Yara mm-hmm. and everything. Um But they're doing a lot of talk here. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and that's great. Mm-hmm. But for me, that you was was some excited. action, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. and I don't think they're going to be like fighting the way people think they were going to be fighting. It's going to yeah. be trials and contests and like some bow and arrow shooting, probably. We might get like a little battle here and there, but I mean, they'll probably eventually fight. There's something coming from D- um, Doom's doorway. It seems like that's basically the big thing. With this issue is that Diana is like all upset about her mom. Dying obviously, which is you know I think still a scheme set up by Todd, but whatever. Stunt. Yes, very much giving that, and so um, she's kind of like mad. She's like, we need to do this, and I'm going to use my lasso on everybody, and I'm going to do whatever I want. And Nubia's like, slow your roll, girl. No, you're not. Oh, she was like, "Still your old girl. You're not going to do whatever you want. Like, we still got a contest. We got a way of doing this. Uh, Cassie is going to, like, investigate it on the side and some things like that. And then throughout that, we just kind of go through the different Amazons, selecting whoever they want to be on their teams for their champion for the trial. So, obviously, the Esquisitas, who are, like, the new girls with Yar and everything, they pick her because they see there's a, a Oracle on their team, and they're like, I have the vision. You are the future. I personally don't think she's going to win, obviously. But... Mm-hmm we got something else going on. Let her have her moment. Donna Troy, uh, she has decided to throw her name in the ring. However, she's going to be doing it for the Bonamig Migdal. Originally, they were going to have Artemis be their champion. Um, But Queen Faruka pulls her to the side, and she's like, hold on, girl. We got new developments. And they go outside. (laughs) (laughs) And they go outside, and Donna's like, yeah. She's like, I'll fight for y'all. What's up? And I was just like, okay, I'm here for that. Which is like, I think a really cool thing for Donna. I know the new... History has not been kind to Donna Troy. Okay? It's just like... History has not been good to any Titan. (laughs) Man!
1: That, like, it's kind of cursed a
0: little bit. I feel bad. But, you know, she has been... Since the New 52, when they brought her back, originally they brought her back, she was, like, magically created to be a Wonder Woman villain. They, like, made her kind of look like Donna, but she was just an evil girl. Eventually... They scrapped that. I don't know, during Abnett's Titans run, he tried to do some things that reworked, like, the history of her in there with, like, the new stuff. Basically, they made it so Donna and them, like, lied to her about everything, and she didn't know that she was created by the way when she thought she had all this history with the team. But Donna comes back and is like, I mean, not Donna, Diana comes back and is like, well, that's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But throughout all of that, one of the big things has been that the uh, Amazon Street, Donna, like, shit. Like, they are not nice to her at all. And so it's, like, it was really cool to see her kind of be like, I'll fight for somebody (laughs) else. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I don't really know. I've seen some people take it different ways. Some people say it's because, like, she's fighting. She really believes in, like, all of the Amazons being together. Personally, me, knowing Donna's history, I read it, like nah, she found a crew that she really banged with, she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go say it over there, but she seems to really
1: attached to, like, the like to Themyscira, and the
0: island anyway, back in that Titans era. Like, when she was a Wonder Girl. Even when she, like, was Wonder Girl, it was like, again, she was gone most of the time. She would pop up every now and again to talk about how she was in Amazon. She did this, but, like, her and Donna have never really been super close. It, back mm-hmm. in the day, they were, back in the 80s. But, like, uh, in these newer ages, they've never really been that close. They actually don't get along that well. Donna's kind of cold to her. So it's, like, I prefer it this way anyway.
1: Personally, I've I've always enjoyed that as, like, a Wonder Girl, like, trope. None of the Wonder Girls like Diana.
0: (laughs) Okay, because... It makes sense, <laughs> um, but you know, so that's all going on. While that's happening, stuff is happening at Doom's doorway. The Amazons who were protecting it, they get killed. Something's trying to break out and come. So it's like I don't even know if we'll have a champion. The Mascara they end up picking Philippus for as their champion for the contest and. At the end of it, Diana comes in and she's like, "I want to enter the contest, but not for any tr- like one nation. I want to represent all Amazons and blah blah blah." So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm gonna catch this later. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> She's herself. And, I and you know, honestly, that might be a good thing for her. I will say, I recently went back and I've uh, reread Joelle Jones' Wonder Girl series. And, you know, I think even when it was coming out, I was saying, I was like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot here of what's going on. But, like, reading those seven issues all in one setting, it's a lot better. And okay. you get a little bit more sense of just kind of, like, you and, like, what's going on? There are still some things in there that are a little, like, what's happening? But, again, I feel like it was all supposed to be beca- kind of because of this. There's still, like, mm. this vague... Destiny for Yara. We know that she's important. We know that yeah. she's supposed to do something. I don't really know what it is just yet. But that was it being talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it talking Even in that trial it. of
1: Amazon's issue, it was like, oh, Yara is there's yeah. this great destiny for her. She's like this thing everybody's looking for, but they won't say yeah. what that is.
0: Yeah, it's just like, okay. But whatever but like i get it we're building a story and i think that's you know it's interesting to read comments in that type of medium it's like you need something that can come out month to month to keep people engaged but it's also got to be like a part of this big grand story i think a big thing that did hurt that wonder girl series was it was delayed so much but i know they said jo- yeah like some family issues and she was having some stuff going on and personally i'm a Joel fan so i'm wait and i'm gonna be cool the art she's easily one of my favorite artists I don't know if you saw the preview for the next issue of Child of Amazons. That's the Wonder Girl issue, where she was introducing the Esquisitas. My sister. That little baby Esquisita. <laughs> I loved her. My sister. Yes. And like, and they I'm really great. into the Esquisitas. Like their designs, excuse me, their designs are so cool and so hot. And just like they're those girls. And like I don't know. I just I'm really into like the Brazilian Amazons. Yeah, they're hot. It's it's so different. Like, even the Bon they're supposed to be in Egypt hanging out because they left, but they still have a lot of those Greek mythology tropes attached to them because they were supposed to be, like, specifically separate, like, just Themyscirans who left. And so it's right, like they right. still have a lot of that. Like, from what we see of the Escocesis, it seems like they are, like, Amazons created in Brazil by, like, a Brazilian goddess who, like, from what I saw in the preview, she drew on the power of the well. When she heard about it from, like, when she heard about it from Gaia, she was like, oh, this sounds cool. Let me use some of that whale stuff, and I'll make my little group down here. So a lot of their ties still seem to be into like Brazilian mythology, and I was like, oh, that makes them very different. And I was like, I'm excited to get to know more of them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Maybe Yara can have like another Wonder Girl spinoff after this thing, like, I hope and
0: so. get more of that. And I hope when we do, because the, and again, so this is one of the things that I reread um that her dad was a river god in Brazil. And oh. so, like, I was like, I was, let me tell you, when I went back and reread it, I was like, I don't know if I remembered all of this stuff, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Delays but again, can really hurt. But I was like, again, it was, like, always so delayed, so it was just so far in between. I was forgetting everything, but reading it all at once, I was like, oh, she's got this Brazilian river god daddy, so she's actually, like, half goddess. She's got some superpowers of her own she hasn't tapped into yet. Um, Her mom left the mascara and ran into these girls. I was like, okay, I see the vision. I'm here, that's my yeah. girl. I'm a rock with. I'm a stand beside. You. All right, but I will rate this issue. <laughs> <I would laughs> um, a four out of five, honestly. I enjoyed the art. I thought it was like really strong. I think the continuation of the trial was really well done. I know you said there's a lot of talking. There is a lot of talking, but I think what they were saying was interesting here. So it didn't matter. I do think in the next issue, we're kind of going to get to the actual competition. No, we're not. That's a lie. It's a Wonder Girl issue. So we're probably going to learn more about the Escocidas. And then after that, okay. we'll probably start getting to the actual competition and then have them start doing some stuff. So I'll let you know to tell you if you tap back in. All right. We're going to see later. Maybe I could tap back in later. Maybe all right and our final book of the week that we're discussing is avengers number 54 and this comes from jason aaron and walfer gary and i know you're not reading this and i know a lot of people are reading actually that's not true i think a lot of people are reading avengers i think they're just not admitting that they're reading avengers and like that's fine that's true walk in the light people it's okay it's good over here i'm sorry the books are good the avengers books are good and i know like people have their issues with aaron and i'll say the thing that's really tying this issue down is he uses the phoenix again and Aaron and oh, the Phoenix, no. it's like... A nice <laughs> pet Why is he so obsessed with that bird? It is like not good at all. I mean, and, and the thing is, it's not even that it's not good. It's actually good if you just like don't care or you don't know about... <laughs> <it>. <laughs> if you don't know about the like the history of the Phoenix and like what it does and what it represents, or if you don't really care about anything that Thor is going on outside of the Avengers, or if you don't care about anything Echo is going on outside of the Avengers, like I'm pretty sure it's hot to you. It's these two people with like these big fiery powers blasting stuff coming together. Thor, there is a scene where she's like, because Aaron is like determined to have us believe that the Phoenix is Thor's mother. <laughs> <laughs> And It is so no, nobody wants sick. It is so sick. It is like leave us alone. Like nobody wants this, but so like nobody wants. This. The Avengers are flying back to the mountain. It's um, Captain Marvel, Starbrand, and Steve. And he's saying how he can't hear anything from the tower. Next thing you know, they get attacked by some of those alternate reality masters of evil. It's the, like, the Phoenix girl and, like, this alternate reality Thor. And they're, like, kind of beaten. But Thor and Phoenix Echo show up, and they all start fighting. And she's like, Thor, you need to wake up the fire inside of you and, like, know who you are. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he does some blast. He's like, I'm Firestorm. And it's like, ugh. Oh, no. like nobody <laughs> wants to see this but like when you think about again like if you don't care nothing about Thor the Phoenix any of that it looks hot you got this lightning guy shooting in this like lightning fire blast with his hammer and all this stuff and it's like it probably looks cool it's super it's super it's comics <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. what superheroes do so in that regard it's really interesting Um, but nonetheless and then we get back to the destroyed tower because that has been beaten back by that team of Black Panther, Namor, and Jane Foster Valkyrie with the Deathlock. They've been beaten back by the kid Thanos in the alternate reality Doctor Doom. She's like, oh, I've got to like operate on Deathlock right now because he's dying. And we go back to those two and they are meeting with Mephisto because Mephisto was also working with this group of masters of evil and they're like trying to get their stuff together i really do like jason aaron's doom even if this is an alternate reality version like it just feels like a doom that is like exactly what doom says like and i really appreciate that um and he uses some magic powers and he does his stuff there valkyrie has connected deathlock's body to the celestial tower that the adventures take place in and they the teams all kind of come together at this point, point, and they see that like the Star Brand baby has grown up a little bit more. She seems to be an adolescent girl, but she still seems to think that she's a baby. It seems like she makes some comment about um, how she just got a little bit taller, hmm. and because Carol says something to her about how she changed, and she's like, I didn't change. She's like, I just got a little bit taller. So it's like, I don't know what's going to be going on with that. It's going to be interesting. I hope he turns her back into a baby. Honestly, I prefer the baby. Is this is Star Brand going to like stick? I don't think so. It kind of feels like she might burn out. Okay. It's sad, though, because it's hot. Like, but again, that's why she should have stayed a baby, because, like, that taller baby running around beating people up, cussing everybody out, it was hot. <laughs> that does sound funny. <laughs> it was like, she was, like, going off on Carol on the uh, most recent issue, calling her, like, a half-breed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's funny. It's like, because kids are mean, and so, like, that's what you'd expect. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Um. the issue itself was fun. I probably would also give this a, like, 3.5 out of 5. I think from a superhero aspect of, like, comic book, big, just, like, epic thing that's happening, this is very good. I think when I kind of start to get a little bit more into, like, the characters that I like and what's going on with them, that kind of takes it down for me again. I don't need Thor to do anything with the phoenix ever <laughs> yeah ever i don't need echo to do anything with the phoenix ever it sounds like Aaron just be doing shit just <laughs> and like, it's also weird that he would use echo in the sense because he could have just used Firebird. like there's literally scenes of echo and thor together like making blast and like standing together and talking about having your fit like he used to do that with firebird back in the day oh what happened to her man she became a nun What? (laughs) (laughs) Why she gotta be a nun? (laughs) Wasn't she, like, really religious? (laughs) She was really religious. And so, so, you know, and that's also the thing that, like, gets me. It's like, you can bring up that whole, like, mystical cleansing fire thing with Firebird. She was, like, super religious. She had a, a strong Catholic belief. That's one of the reasons why her and Thor got along so much, because he was a god. And they would, Mm. like, talk all these philosophical things. And he kind of brought her to, like, having to face a reality of, like, what a god is and, like, kind of how they can be. And, like, he would just, like, have someone who was, like, oh, I don't have anyone who kind of, like, believes in anything to talk to about stuff and you're that. And they were just really close. And, like, oh, my gosh, this would have been the perfect role for her. No, that's interesting. She's the literally a firebird. Uh Well. You can make her god. Hmm. I think I'm getting a relaunch territory. We're gonna say it that I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think you make people should pick up Avengers. It's fine. Okay. And those are the comics of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take
1: a little break and then we'll come back. Let's do it.
0: The sun can't decide if it wants to stay hidden or not. Oh, no. It's getting cloudy out there? It's getting cloudy. They said it was supposed to rain today, but it didn't. It's been, like, sunny and hot, but now the clouds are just coming in. But it's like, it's fine, whatever. I'm good either way, as long as it stays warm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's right. Keep it warm. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the panel section of the show. And this week, I wanted to take a little bit of a step to decide and talk about one of my favorite energy blasting you know, mm-hmm. elemental characters, and that is Mister Sunfire, Shiro Yoshida, and uh, he's been kind of having a little bit of a moment right now in the X-Men issues. But I want to just give like some a little spotlight on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first introduction to Shiro was probably like a lot of people's, which was that uh, giant size issue when everybody eventually got to that issue, and mm-hmm. he was, you know, a part of the original, the original new group with Storm yeah. and Colossus and. And uh, Banshee... I mean, was he? He didn't want to be. (laughs) So, um, Shiro's personality is very um, headstrong, if you will, (laughs) to say anything. Nevertheless, he is very, uh, you know, he has an ego about him. And when he joined the X-Men, he got called by Xavier... Uh, to help join the X Men and he to save the original O Five from Kokoa, but uh, he was like, I don't really want to do this. I like, I don't want to be a part of this team. Like, <laughs> um, afterwards, you know, after they saved everyone, it was, hey, let's join the X Men. But he said no. Like, I don't want to be a part of this like little gang y'all got going on. Because he here. was like, uh, he was like really loyal to Japan.
0: Like yes,
1: because- he's, oh, he's yeah. very like. Anti-American, even though his dad was a United Nations ambassador, um, mm-hmm. and he was like, his dad was more like uplifting about American things. Like he wasn't, uh, you know, anti-American, but that didn't matter to Shiro. <laughs> he was, he did not oh, see him. In the I mean, was he wrong? <laughs> to be honest. I hate America. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so like. Outside of the X-Men, he was pretty much like a Japanese uh, hero and he Mm. did like a bunch of different kind of missions and stuff out there on his own as Sunfire. His uh, uncle was the one who kind of persuaded him to be Sunfire. Uh, His uncle ended up being a villain and of course, you know, tragedy strikes, his uncle killed his dad and uh, Sunfire, Uh, of course, you know, uh, the greedy uncle did that. He saw that happen, so he ended up like killing his uncle.
0: He has a cousin too, like a girl. And yeah. she was on the X Men for a little bit.
1: Yeah, she was Sunfire also, uh, but spelled differently. Um, she's got similar powers to him. I don't really know what ever happened to her.
0: She I remember, wasn't there a version of her in that Exiles, uh, Joe Winnick run, however many years ago? I'm not going to lie to you. Exiles was never my brand.
1: <laughs> i don't really get down with the alternate reality girls like that like. okay i mean
0: i don't either but i do remember reading a couple of issues of that back in the day and saying like oh it was fine i, I know there's like a really hardcore exiles fan them out there
1: yeah so yeah
0: i feel like and I, like blink's brand right yeah she was in that and you she's she was fun so the, i really like how they like did her teleporting abilities it's like the javelins i thought that was like a really niche trick
1: yeah, that's cool. It really separates her from everybody else that can kind of do mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Sunfire, um, he has a really, like, kind of a big connection with Apocalypse. There was a story mm-hmm. the Twelve, back in the day, that uh, where Ap- Apocalypse kind of rise to power, and he got, like, these twelve very powerful uh, mutants, and, of course, you know my girl was one of them, Polaris. <laughs> but uh, Sunfire was one as well, and uh, later on, after he Um, ends up being resurrected by Apocalypse and the the reason he needed to get resurrected was because he got his legs chopped off. Um, He was actually a part of this like villainous group that needed to, he was basically being blackmailed to be a part of this villainous group to get the bonding process for Adamantium and Mm -hmm. uh, the person who was using him was uh, Darkwind who was Lady Deathstrike's dad. Long story short, that brought him into Deathstrike and Deathstrike like chopped his legs off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah. i distinctly remember like the era of sunspot with no legs yeah and i never knew how he lost his legs i just remember like one day like i opened up a comic book and there was shiro he was like strapped up to something and he was like didn't have his legs was, like what is going on i was like what happened to this man
1: yeah lady Death strike did that <laughs> they were fighting and you know it really goes to show you just how like vulnerable mutants still really are like, even though they have these like big flashy powers,
0: um, yeah.
1: you know, they can still be sliced up.
0: And then didn't so, Rogue steal his powers?
1: Yeah, or you know how vision? she do. So, so, so like, she had lost her powers from Carol. And uh, because Shiro was dying, basically with from after having his legs cut off, I think they had the kind of like, he was in a critical condition. Um, mm-hmm. So he told Rogue, you know, if you are going to be out there fighting or whatever, just take my abilities. So she did the same thing to him as she did to Carol, and she had his powers for a while. For a while, actually.
0: I, I remember it because it was a part of uh, Milligan's X Men, I want to say.
1: Yeah, she had those powers. So, yeah, she had those abilities for a while. I don't really know actually how she lost them.
0: I think they just stopped one day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would be honest with you. I feel like... But I feel like that's how it typically happens with, like, those powers that she's taken and had for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like one day somebody's like, all right, they're gone.
1: Some writer is like, I want to take her back to the 90s. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) That jacket. It's (laughs) like... Yeah. Yeah. But after that happened, he was basically resurrected by Apocalypse, and he had this kind of cool costume that I liked. People may remember it, it from right. the X-Men Legends 2 game. He had it in there as well. Um, and Apocalypse uh, revived him That's to become one of his uh, four horsemen. That's actually his Age of
0: Apocalypse look. Oh, like oh yeah. That makes sense. too. And like, it was just, it was just like, like, oh,
1: it's hot. Yeah, it was like, it's hot. Let's bring it on in. <laughs> I feel like Apocalypse revived him and was like, I like that look on you. So we doing this one more time <laughs> and <laughs> made him a horseman. And uh, he was able to get his powers back and stuff. And after the after that ended, he ended up losing his powers. Um, I'm sorry. No, he kept his powers after the Apocalypse thing. He got like, down on his luck basically he almost joined x factor um this was x factor while i was a part of several industries that was actually like the last issue of that run sunfire appeared and he was like you know actually i want to join the group and at the time it made sense that he would want to join polaris and gambit because they were also the other two horsemen of apocalypse at that time um had really i
0: don't remember that i might go back and read that then i didn't even remember that he came in at the end
1: yeah, right at the end, like that last issue before uh, the series was cancelled, he came over he wanted to join the group. Um, mm-hmm. But then that book was cancelled, and after that, he ended up joining uh, the Avengers, the Uncanny Avengers. Uh, Wolfie mm-hmm. came to him and told him that, like, they were going to be joining that group. Um, but again, <laughs> while he was on that team, he ended up being taken over by an ap- the Apocalypse Twins, mm-hmm. and came, um, another, like, Basically, enforcement of apocalypse. Uh, he was forced to. I remember he was forced to like keep Banshee like burning for a while because Banshee was like the zombie thing. It was wild. Mm. Yeah, okay. I um, remember that. And now he's been back on Krokoa in this really cool costume. I like that he has now. Uh, he was voted in. Yeah, he was voted in. He was voted in to the X-Men and he's currently on the current X-Men run. And it seems as though he might be leaving the team to set up shop on Araco. He's been building this house over there, um, protecting it from anyone who wants to challenge his, his space mm-hmm. on Araco. Um, And it looks like he might be setting up shop there next. He wants to see, he, his powers aren't just fire. He mm-hmm. uh, can control this like plasma and his powers work in space since uh, they don't really need oxygen so he can he's thinking like i can go anywhere and i want to do with something next so his path is pretty open for him we can uh, yeah. see wherever he wants to go next i'm excited for him um yeah i think he's got like some great a great background but i feel like he's just now starting to get more involved with the x-men anyway or like in
0: mm-hmm. a book in general hard to keep him hot when he wanted to be away yeah, it's so interesting, like how all of those characters in X-Men it's like they're about to leave already. And right? It still feels like we're just kind of getting to know them. And it just makes me think about the way that series is told and how the whole dedicating an issue to like one character that might not always be the best way to do new teams. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, at least in the at least in the beginning, it was nice mm-hmm. to kind of do that and really get a feel for who each person was individually but um we probably should have
0: come together as a team much sooner
1: um because now where
0: where the gal is about to come in i think so a few members have said they're going to leave the team right so far yeah polaris wrote a letter saying that she wanted
1: to go on a vacation after this and that she wanted to advocate for north star um -hmm. um, who else was thinking rogue was probably going to join mystique and Destiny. Um,
0: Don't want that either.
1: Sunfire, like I said, he is going to maybe be setting up shop on Arako or just becoming Mm -hmm. more of an explorer or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sync said he wants to leave, but Cyclops said he can't leave yet. (laughs) So, who knows? That's you, Coon. Uh. (laughs) So the
0: (laughs) the four of them they said they might be leaving. Man. Um. Okay. I don't know. I think Dazzler and Firestar are going to be on the next team of X Men, so I'm checking back in. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to lie to you. So be
1: really cool to see. Yeah.
0: Whatever. I'm I'm sorry that Lorna might be leaving because I know you've really been enjoying the X Men era. But I think I think wherever she goes will be exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for her next run too. Same thing with Sunfire. Like, yeah.
0: I mean. Him I think leaving X Men so and going X Men Run is not a bad move. <laughs> it, it's not at all. I think I I personally love Morocco and I think like it's a cool place for him to be. I also love Otherworld. So him like having that conversation with Storm about leading uh, or like being on a mission to go and rescue Red Root from the ma- the Crooked Market in Otherworld is really interesting. I like the aspect that it had about his flower and how it was mixing Mm. with the flowers of Morocco and it was like kind of creating this new thing I think that's interesting I personally don't really buy into like Sunfire as a whole I typically don't really go for the whole hot-headed arrogant character like the Namors the Sunfire Yeah. like that's not really my groove but i see the potential in him i was really into the age of apocalypse stuff obviously because it's like it's apocalypse and then i love a villain and uh-huh. i thought some, i was like a very good villain at that time i think that a lot of the stuff that his character has dealt with just in terms of like being very loyal to japan and like trying to find his place as an x-man and then still kind of feeling like out of sorts with both of those it made sense for that transition and like he was manipulated. It was cool. It was good. It was hot. The beat is hot. I don't know. what yeah. to say. It was a good. Story. I
1: mean, that's a that's a good point that you bring up. That's probably why he is like one of. I think he is friends with Lorna, like because they mm-hmm. do share that whole like, you know, I'm supposed to be loyal to this thing, and but I want to do this, um, and I'm just kind of figuring out where I want to go for myself. Um,
0: yeah. I do think they have really a cool you, relationship. Would you like to see more of them together? Oh, definitely.
1: I mean, they are two of my favorite characters so on the X Run. I would love yes. to see the two of them together, but I do think that their narratives will kind of work together, you know? How, how um, do you
0: feel, do you, well, let me, it's, I guess this is a two-parter. Do you feel like they've had like significant interaction in this current X-Men run? And if- No. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, <I> guess, uh, <laughs> what would you like to kind of see from them? What would you have liked to see from them or what would you want to see from them going forward? If they I were would? Interact? like I would like to see more just interactions in general
1: and them talking about whatever and just seeing their personalities kind of bounce off of each other and further establish like who each character is. Um, We know how powerful they both are. They did work in tandem as far as like using their powers together. You know, I love a um, force field energy blast combo, always a big fan of those. And we saw some of that in X Men. So it's always mm. cool to see their powers together, but I need a little bit more than just that. I would like to see their personalities kind of. Yeah, see I can do. see that. Yeah. Um, Don't need them to be a couple.
0: Yeah, because you know the girls love to ship somebody. Yeah. But <laughs> what do you like? Do you? I know again, Sunfire is a character who hasn't really been around too much, but he's been around enough. Do you have anything that you consider essential Sunfire reading?
1: Um. That's a fair question. Honestly, definitely giant sized that first issue. Um, I think you really get to see exactly who Sunfire is in that first mm-hmm. issue. Um, and I think they even did a recoloring of it or redrawing of it recently, too. So if you want to, anyone wants more of a, like a more current art. Um, the era of him, I didn't mind his Uncanny Avengers stuff. Uh, he, he was pretty good over that there.
0: Team.
1: Yeah, he was only on it in the beginning until until the Apocalypse War, then after that, he left.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I definitely would recommend that as well as uh, the era of him as a, like, a, a horseman of Apocalypse. Mm. He really kind of, like, talked about, like, he was following Apocalypse because he just wanted to, like, get back into the groove, like, getting into
0: something, you know, mm. and really standing for something, so. What do you or do you have, like, a favorite feat? Or, like, the thing that, if you want to show somebody, like, this is Sunfire's, like, power. Like, this is what he does. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, ooh. Um, man, I really did like his most recent stuff when he just, like, burned everything <laughs> in, in Lorna's force field. That was really cool against that Annihilation wave. That was dope. Um, mm. I mean, I also do want to bring up him in the X-Men Legends game. I did really like him a lot, and that that was dope. Um,
0: That was a good moment for him. That was a good game, though.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember he had this, like, healing radiation thing that he could do with his powers and stuff, which I thought were really cool. Um, Yeah, and also a lot of his earlier stuff where he was fighting, doing just random missions and stuff. Like, he was in the Contest of Champions. He used to fight, like... Namor, a few, I think that was one of the first villains he ever fought was Namor. Um, And just any of those kind of like random missions back then. He used to fight the Hand with Gambit. Um, So any of those kind of like, there was a lot of the stuff in Wolverine. a lot of history
0: with Gambit too. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Wolverine and Gambit, I think, are his closest like male friends.
0: Oh, wow. I would not have guessed that at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're just always around each other,
0: (laughs) you know? Okay. That's cool. Well, I mean, maybe Wolverine. Wolverine's friends with everybody. But um, the Gambit thing, and now I think about it, like, every time I'm thinking about Shiro, Mm -hmm. Gambit's around somewhere. Mm hmm. I'm sure. Good for them. Would you. I think they have, like, a a little fun relationship. So. Obviously, like a lot of the characters from giant size have been considered classic X-Men characters. A lot of times when you think about them, you think of them like, if there was to be an X-Men game, do you see Sunfire being one of those like classic characters people think about to be put in it? Definitely. Um, okay. He's one of the bigger
1: elemental characters, I think that they have on the X-Men.
0: Mm-mm. There aren't too
1: many other like fire, kind of big characters like that. that i true. Um, sure you've got sure you've got the magmas, but you know, or maybe even fire star right <laughs> right um but like when it comes to like being an x-men character that's like his,
0: his i always i just always think it's interesting um because i think again you're correcting that he's one of the bigger elemental characters but i look at someone like him and also someone like pyro mm-hmm. and i think they can kind of obviously obviously they occupy two very different spaces but like in terms of just getting down to the nitty-gritty like they make fire mm-hmm. and i always think about like who would you Put first in like your game or your tv show or something like that are you like when the, you get somebody who wants to see that power like am i going for the pyro first or am i taking sunfire?
1: probably pyro pyro got a little fire form that's you cool. know a little visual yeah you can like set himself on fire and stuff oh. his sons who want to do that
0: <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> why you not know, I don't, you know i don't really see it for the fire girls too much you know fire is like a very hard elemental power for me i think it it just really? feels destructive it too
1: destructive yeah. yeah yeah i think
0: and I, and i honestly i think when it comes to the elemental characters i think fire is the one that always gets like picked first because it seems very exciting it's like like you said it's a visual think of johnny storm human tour something like that um mm-hmm. but like once you start thinking about it like in general like fire feels very destructive like Oh, you're setting everything on fire. Yeah. That reminds me of one of the, like, one of the probably saddest
1: and realist story, Johnny Storm stories, was back in the burn run. There was a kid who idolized Johnny Storm, and he, like, set himself on fire to be like him. And Johnny Storm had to, like, deal with that. The burn run is fantastic. What? We put them through it. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Like, he had them deal with, like, being popular and being, like, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Superheroes, but like, this was his kid who like he thought Human Torch was his favorite character, so he like lit himself.
0: God dang, okay, like yeah, I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> the fire it's... can be very
1: destructive, yes. It's and those characters dangerous. can be hard to like send out on missions because truly, who is he gonna fight? Yeah. Damn, that's probably why Firebird doesn't come back. No. Mm. Who's she gonna fight? who she setting on fire? I know
0: everybody. That's what I've been
1: saying. That's I've saying. you got to get more of these, like, super-powered villains for the girls to fight. Like, otherwise, she can't fight a bunch of ninjas. She's gonna burn them all.
0: That's what Jason Aaron is doing. I would know. <laughs> you can find out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know why
1: I can't really tap into that. I think it's the team.
0: <laughs> it's <good>. has <laughs> Yeah, I get
1: that. -hmm. Back to Sunfire, um, I think that he's been having a really hot moment right now on the X-Men. I'm I'm excited for what's next for him. I really hope he doesn't get shelved. Um, And Like I said, I really like, I love his, I don't always like love the arrogant characters, but I do like a a character with a little bit of, you know, attitude, (laughs) a little bite. when, when his solar fire is really cool
0: okay when he leaves the x-men or if he leaves the x-men excuse me um to do this Oracle thing would you like this costume that he's wearing now to carry over or something new?
1: um i'm fine with this carrying over for right now mm-hmm. um if he is joining a new team then definitely give him something new but mm-hmm. i do like this costume enough to for it to start to become like a
0: how do you feel about his original, like the the Koi costume, Japanese sun? Because I know, like, a lot of people love that. That's considered, like, a super hot design. I always thought it was just okay. I wasn't the biggest <laughs> fan of the mask. I like the
1: mask. Hold on, let me, on, let me look at it real quick. You know, the Sunfire mask it's iconic, and no one else has that. So <laughs> you got to give that hit
0: to him. But, like, I don't know yeah i'm into it i'm looking at it wait what are these cars apparently there's a car called sunfire oh yeah i think it's hot i'm
1: sorry i do like the costume i just wasn't the biggest
0: fan of the mask no i love the mask (laughs) it's ridiculous i love it it's like it's like a fish it's a koi fish yeah yeah, and I love koi. so, like, secretly, I love koi. It's like my biggest dream is uh, when I get a big house, I want a koi pond.
1: I feel like that's always something drug dealers have, <laughs> <laughs> like, like my bosses. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about all right? So, uh, let's take a break before I find out what's going on with this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey. 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 that you just made it up mean like works for everything it <laughs> <knock me. laughs> you
1: just made it up
0: uh, and then it's, it's like funny because i don't know if you ever paid attention to it but as candy saying it like porsche's nodding and she's like because it's like whatever she said before she was standing in it she was yeah, like, yeah, just like she was I like i know what i said it's like you just made that up
1: <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> all right y'all welcome back okay so this week we won't really be doing a relaunch section Um, And yeah, we gotta take a little break for that for a second, but we do have something planned for next week
0: and uh, we're doing a new reread. A very exciting reread, I might add. We will be doing the first six issues of the Moon Knight run from 2014. This actually comes from Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey. This is the run that created the Mr. Knight suit that you guys will be seeing in the Moon Knight series that starts later this month. And so those first six issues are kind of just condensed like one and done type of stories, but they really set the foundation (laughs) and the tone for like, honestly, what has become the current Moon Knight iteration. And it's just amazing. The run itself is very long because a couple of people came into going after him but the first six issues are just strictly ellis and Shalvi, and we're going to experience those together so if you have marvel unlimited get those ready if you don't you can go to comiXology and try and figure out how to buy it from there i don't know
1: that place is- <laughs> yeah check that out i'm excited for this i've never read it before um but i do find moon knight's like visual he's really cool i do like when he pops up um so and like truly it better if i know it better give because let me go tell you something
0: like let me tell you something not only does it debut mr knight which is like super amazing and fantastic and that suit is hot but it's like you talk about how you want the action and you want the girls to fight yes like okay (laughs) okay like okay oh my gosh i can't wait i'm actually really excited for this okay this is gonna be fun i'm excited for it so yeah check us out next
1: week we'll be talking about that reread um, so yeah that brings us to the end of the show please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you catch a podcast we really appreciate all the love and support out there um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch you can send us an email at another at gmail.com you can find me on most most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. LZ Keenan where can they find you
0: you guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lights and there is an underscore at the end
1: mm-hmm. boom alright let's get up out of here and we'll catch y'all mm-hmm. next week Peace. Peace out.